1: it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up. At kingscoastcoffee.com.
0: Welcome to episode 130 of Star Wars and Scotch, as always joined by Tim. I'm Kevin. Hello. I'm Tim. And uh, we got we got stuff to talk about today. Um, I finished Jedi Survivor. Thank you, God. Oh, we'll talk about that. I'm sorry it took me more than a week. You're forgiven more than a week tim come on i don't stream anymore like come on i was going to stream it but i
1: did you find every cosmetic oh okay good
0: Whew. i'm still bounty hunting I killed like oh
1: eight of them. really oh that was that's probably like one of i wish we'll talk about it later but that was probably, yeah, probably. one of the better activities i enjoyed that yeah I killed like eight of the bounty bounty hunters yeah when you get to um, the end it's really cool
0: uh and then uh Star Wars Vision season two released on May the fourth so Tim and mm-hmm. I will dive into those nine episodes we're not going to break them down individually we're going to talk about a holistic no
1: favorite parts um I'm episodes. also watching the young Jedi show with Kyler
0: I watched two episodes of that with the kids yeah very we did cute. some
1: shorts we did we just finished up episode two it's like very fun it's it's, it's just PJ masks that's all it thing. is dude that's all like they're the last episode like literally before i came down to do this we were watching an episode and the entire episode is about these jedi like the the yoda is training these jedis in, and they're, he's teaching them a lesson about patience and working together and all this stuff and it's just that's the entire episode is these three jedi trying to grab this beacon off the top of a droid and that's it like that was the whole thing and it was just teach. it's like sesame street for kids but with star PJ. wars it's PJ masks, just yeah. Star Wars. if, if you adults listening right now, if you're looking for something fun for you, that's not it. No. But if you have kiddos and you want to expose them to a fun Star Wars with like a notable character like Yoda, but then also getting to meet a bunch of fun protagonists that you, that they can relate with. This is it. It's a really, really good show. I'm very happy with it. And and Kyler, lo- his, the first, I was like, buddy, do you want to watch this? And we watched the five minute short. And he was like, yeah, I'd like to watch that and then watch something else. I was like, okay, he doesn't like this. And so we did it a couple times and now he's like, can I watch the Jedi show? So yeah, it's they did a really good job. It, it's so colorful and just, it's good. People
0: are asking if it's canon. That's the best part about that show. Oh
1: yeah, well, every well, no one can figure out if it was High Republic for a bit. It's High Republic, or, Republic, it's High Republic. Republic. Yeah, it's High Republic yeah. time. You and I had an argument in stream the other day about like if it, like how could it be High Republic if Yoda looks just like he did uh, in in the uh, in the yep. in the, the prequel trilogy, and it's just it's. I mean, he does. He looks very like he looks exactly the same as he did in Episode One.
0: But, Speaking of your stream, real quick, I do have to say this: oh that Daisy stream yesterday was amazing.
1: Yeah, so uh, amazing. for those of, for those that didn't know, um, my buddy Mister Gibbon, aka Kitten Pitten, um, he's been playing a lot of Daisy, and he, he, his content's been blowing up on TikTok. And he's like, "Oh, Tim, you should be playing Daisy with me." I'm like, "All right, fine. I, there's nothing going on right now. Gaming's boring. I'll fire up Daisy. I haven't played since college." Um, some of the most purest gaming, just interactions I've ever had. Like it reminded me of what gaming felt like when I was a teenager. Cause it was just like meeting random people and playing video games with them and just like having a good time. And like, all right, I'll see you never. So it was, it was cool. It's because it's, it's cause it's not inundated by children yeah,
0: and, and people that act like children yeah so it's it's adults that have stuck around with the game they've played it for a long time or maybe they've come back or something like that mm-hmm. but man that was just that was a riot to watch yesterday i was i was laughing at my desk and even if i wasn't watching i was listening and i was laughing because it was just <laughs> oh my and then they found you and ch- oh my god it was so good your chat being like invite him to gcx
1: oh yeah yeah long story short i found a husband who was looking for his wife we found How his wife yeah, we found Harry who was looking for Zoya, we found Zoya, yeah. and then we found a guy named Burrito, and we would yeah, who knew me, and then a bunch of other people who knew me. At one point, this guy was playing my stream in, through his microphone. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. It's just like all these interactions are so pure. So yeah, if you're looking for some You'll fun content, Daisy given. is it. No, I, I did once. I found him the first day, and I got killed So by his buddy. So yeah.
0: If you want, it, it, and if you're if you like MMOs and you want an experience like that, where it's like mature people having fun and playing a video game, Lord of the Rings Online. I know it's 18 years old and it's a bit dated, but there's no kids in Lord of the Rings Online. It's not like is wow, prox- where is there proxy chat? Yes, you can activate proxy chat. No uh, way. Yeah, and and it's like, but everyone's very mature. They're there now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but everyone's very mature, helpful, and nice in that game. From from my experience. it's not like. Huh star wars has a bad element to it uh uh wow definitely has a bad element to it eso is actually not that bad from what i've my experiences but lord of the rings is like pure so yeah um cool well uh since tim didn't invite uh zoya and harry to gcx yet i'm gonna invite you to gcx gcx august 4th and 5th uh, orlando florida rose and shingle creek uh we're very excited more announcements will be rolling out next week about more creators you can meet uh, some of the other stuff we have going on this year, maybe there's an activity that will uh you you might not want to go to bed. You might just want to stay up all night at GC. Oh,
1: I know what it is. I know what it is. Universal
0: Studios after party. Well, that's no, that's after. That's the day after. But I know overnight. what it is. I
1: know what it is. It's the it's the after dark comedy show. Uh
0: after that, and today too. Maybe there's what more do you to mean? do. I don't know. We'll find out. We make the announcement next week. But, uh, we hang out with your friends and do more fun stuff. But yeah, more announcements rolling out next week. Also, Kings Coast got their hands on something very cool this week. Tim and I found out, yeah, two days ago. The internet uh, when knows. we Oh, they do?
1: Yeah, it's we got some Maker's makers Mark barrels.
0: We got some Maker's Mark barrels from our good friends. Uh, What's the name of that liquor store? I do want to shout them out. They deserve a shout out because they gave us the barrels. W-I Spirits, I think. I don't remember. Is that West Islip Spirits?
1: I think so. Man, I just pulled that out of my rear end.
0: Yeah, I think it's West Islip Spirits uh, on Long Island. So they gave us some Maker's Mark barrels. And um, uh, so we'll be dropping a barrel aged, I believe, Wayne's trying to get out the door next week, if I'm not mistaken. Get ready. So, uh, uh, yeah. So Barrel Aged is coming. Maker's Mark. It's good stuff. Like, this is no joke. So we're very excited to uh, to drop that. So kingscoastcoffee.com. Make sure you join the King's Club, because then you'll be one of the first people to know when it drops. And drops do sell out. And we've had the complaint in the past that, you know, oh, I didn't know. Or we've had it where we just released it to the King's Club, and it's gone, and the public never even sees it. So. <laughs> so you know you should sign <laughs> up, you know, or it's gonna be gone. You should think about it. Anyway, um, but cool. Uh, so let's talk about what do you want to talk about first? Visions, visions. Let's, let's get.
1: Visions. I, I really liked Visions this time around. So like last, I feel like the last season of Visions, the first time that we got to experience Visions, it was very hit or miss. It was there wasn't an, an episode or I was like I was all right. You know, it was either like I really liked that one, or I was like, I didn't need to see that. You know, like there was a lot of. uh I think like the 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 one that always sticks out of my head um is the Bohemian Rhapsody one. Um God, I did not like that the one. The Tatooine Rhapsody, that one. Tatooine. Despise despise that one. Uh, the the Ob One K O B, the whatever the one was like a robot that was trying to be a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. T O B One. Yeah, that one. Um, But like every single one of these either like the there's only one out of this entire list that I actually skipped that I just I like it. I started watching and I was like, I can't enjoy it. Um, But yeah, like all of these.
0: Here's what shocked me mm -hmm. is, you know, I like the ones that probably you liked. Sith was great. Sith was was awesome.
1: Really, really enjoyed
0: Sith. I love Journey to the Dark Head, which was the anime
1: one. That one was awesome. That was awesome. Awesome! I if they could turn that one into an anime series, I would watch that in a heartbeat.
0: I love the Bandits of Golok. I think that might be my favorite. Bandits one. of Golok was probably
1: my favorite one.
0: I love the cultural infusion with that with Star it Wars. Was it was so,
1: so much fun. Awesome! Like we got we got we got a um, we got to see a Sith Inquisitor. We got to see Purge Troopers. We had this like really like. We had this um, this Asian influence, like Bollywood-esque. Like, it definitely had, like, that Indian influence. Um, and you can see, like, they definitely pulled from that. But it still felt very Star Wars. Like, there wasn't anything out of the ordinary where I was like, that doesn't feel right. Like, even the the old woman who was running the diner, like, it felt right. Like, that entire episode from start to finish was just awesome. And when the brother had to make the sacrifice, and he's just like, okay, go. And I was just like, oh, the whole thing was awesome. The train chase, oh my gosh, it was so good. Yeah, so the, I
0: mean, those are the ones that you'd expect to like. Now, rewinding and going to the rest of them, the only one I did ended up not liking, and it wasn't even because I didn't like it; it just wasn't for me. Was "I Am Your Mother," which I believe was animated by the people that did like Wallace and Gromit and all those. Yeah, and like,
1: uh, yeah, uh huh. Um,
0: that was the only one that I was like. Not so for me, sorry.
1: I, I didn't like I, I thought it was fun because of it reminded me of those animated or the the claymation movies that I grew up, you know, seeing. I, I definitely got a little teary at the end. Like it was there was definitely like yeah, it was cute. cute. There were a little little teary, but like, yeah, I would agree. In Ayu's song, that one I did not enjoy at all. I checked out.
0: So Ayu's song, I thought I was not gonna like it but I was Hunter was watching it with me and Jules was, and they were both enjoying it. So oh, I stuck with that it. makes more sense. And I actually enjoyed the ending. And this is yeah. what I'm getting at. A lot of these episodes, yeah. like I, I judged it off the bat Same. and I shouldn't have, and yep. they were actually very good. And those are the ones I actually want to talk about. So IU song actually had a really good ending. Damn. Um, and and the reveal of, of what I thought was going to happen did not happen. So IU song was great. The pit, was was pretty heavy on the social commentary um oh
1: oh the it was one where really good i i liked the pit i really enjoyed it i had to i i f- skipped through some of it because it was just it was dragging along but i liked like you said like liked the 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 message they were trying to push across with that one yep the now, how dancers, did you, Go
0: ahead. yeah
1: I, I was gonna ask how did you feel about uh like screecher's reach
0: screechers reach surprised the hell out of me because I had to do nightmare control with my son after we watched that one Ooh. um but I was shocked that the animation style they used didn't reflect the story they were telling it was like Mm-mm. very I don't, I'm not no disjoint is not the word because it actually worked I was just shocked at like it would appear to be one thing and it ended up being something completely different than that
1: yeah uh, it was would-
0: and- it was a little scary at the it end. It was, Not yeah. When
1: when she was fighting the the old witch and the the Baba Yaga in the, the cave, like, that was intense. And then the ending, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was like, it was gut-wrenching. I was like, oh, she's going to pick. She picked the Sith Master over her friends. Like, all these things. It was just like, it was one of those episodes, like you said, where a handful of these were like, you had to get to the end of it to really appreciate the journey. But The journey was kind of lackluster in certain parts. There's a lot of lulls, like even in hell, even in Sith, there was a point where I was just like, Where are we going with this? and then it gets I, to a point where you're like, Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, so, that
0: that was Sith. Um, Screechers Reach kind of had the if you remember season one, the last episode, the Akakiri, the one where they go like they had the being Sith at the end, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's what it reminded me of because it was pretty dark at the end, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go be a sith now i was like oh okay in the stars also shocked me um because i was like i am not into this animation style but then i got hooked by the story and then it had a really good ending so i was like okay the one that really blew my mind that i thought i was not gonna like was the spy dancer
1: spy dancer was so good
0: i got very choked up at the end at the end i cried i got really teared up i was like i was like this animation style is weird this is like imperial Cirque du Soleil I I was like and the the French accents I was like this is just not for me but then all of a sudden I got looped into it and then the the imperial officer and everything and then I put two and two together I was like oh my god that's her son and it just went Mm. from there and I was in I couldn't believe it so that's the one out of all of these that surprised me the most that from the beginning i was like i'm not gonna like this and by the end i was like oh my god that was so good yeah yeah
1: that was that that was my reaction and then like bandits of galak where it opened up and i was like i'm probably not gonna enjoy this and as we kept going on and on i was like holy crap this is really good um yeah like the spy the spy dancer one i i think i liked the most because it had it had a lot of adult, it, like it was very adult-esque. It was very like, I mean, like it was, it felt like, um, um, what's the, what's the, uh, Moulin Rouge. It, like, like, that, yeah. that's what, that's what it kind of like reminded me of. Like, it was kind of like a, a like, burlesque, almost kind of like how they were kind of setting it up. Like all these Imperials are there and they're night off. And they're like, Oh, we should have shut this place down years ago, but we know we enjoy it. You know, it was, it was cool. It was really neat. And then like the whole struggle of this mother through the entire thing of living through her trauma and trying to figure it all out. It was, it was very compressed and I, I really wanted more. I was like, I, when it ended, when it ended and it got to the end, when he was standing on the bridge with the locator and it started flashing and the screen goes black, I I audibly said, Oh, I want to know how this ends. I yeah. want to know if they, if they meet up, I want to know how that story continues. And that's the frustration. Like it's, it's like the ninth Jedi all over again. I was like, Man, these stories are so good. I wish that they were, or I hope at some point they're given the opportunity to complete some of these stories because some of these stories are bangers. And if they, even if they aren't considered canon, I would love to have some type of visions extended version or visions, whatever, that allows us to have more moments with some of these very memorable characters.
0: So, um, Bandits of Lock was one that left you with the cliffhanger because so now great. she's going to go be a Jedi. You missed the end. I'm going to say it. I, I use Song. Same thing. They left you at the point where she's going to go be a Jedi now.
1: I figured that's um, what was going to happen was the woman who was there getting the red kyber and they they connected. I thought she was, I was a like, Sith. Oh, I, I, well, they, they start off in the beginning talking about how the Sith infected all the kyber and it was up to the Jedi to have to go in and, and spend a lot of time purifying these kyber crystals so that they could use them. Uh, And so I thought that was really interesting where she was like she was connecting with the red kyber crystal so like it was calling to her so like there was this this moment of like oh I I, I felt like I got the entire episode at that moment where I was like okay that's her kyber crystal it calls to her she needs to purify it. And this person they have a connection together so that's going to be her master and then they're going to end up training together am I right. Uh, yeah, that would be my the summary. only the one thing I didn't like is that her voice, this whole idea of silencing her and keeping her from talk like saying anything because her voice somehow has a weird negative reaction with kyber crystals. I thought that was kind of weird.
0: Well, no, she ended up purifying all the kyber crystals on the planet with her voice. That was that was the hook.
1: Is that why it was like a let like is that why it, it was a violent hand?
0: reaction because you read this thing at the beginning, was it long ago poisoned? Yeah, them they
1: poisoned the kyber the crystals, dark side. Uh-huh. her
0: voice purified them and the cool thing was tim they didn't turn blue they turned white they turned white they, they went with star wars like lore correct when they didn't have to and it was it was oh, well the kyber, like crystals,
1: kyber crystals i mean, I mean like that it's like that in jedi fall in jedi survive or fallen order 2 is like when when castis goes and picks his kyber crystal from like the point it's of no color it's clear and so it's not until like i guess you make the decision and put it in there is when it like changes color because it was like that too in the pit one as well. When they were finding Kyber, it was all like it was all clear. So I wonder if I, we still needed to st- like a, a, a in the
0: at the end of the pit though. When yeah, when she activates, like when she reacts, because you find out she's force sensitive, and turned blue. Yeah, Uh huh. Yeah, but, the, but
1: like when they were digging, forth. when they were digging it out, it was like it was all clear. It, it's interesting. I I don't know Kyber, Kyber property, and, and we need we need like a lesson on Kyber crystals at some point
0: the the journey to the dark head story was interesting so good because it was all about balance that sith was amazing
1: i love his and i don't ta- like his, anime. his tail thing like that very kunai. very anime it was metallic it like extended and he could control it it like came yeah, out of was his...
0: scorpion's kunai essentially just essentially
1: yeah it was just like it was coming from his back and stuff and it was really neat it just like it just it had that anime vibe It was like stuff that i it was very weeb i enjoyed it i thought it was awesome
0: but even the, even the Jedi character, like, dealing with
1: the anger was pretty It was pretty awesome, cool. yeah. And then he, like, he came to this realization of just like, oh, I understand why I was sent here. And, like, he cuts the guy's head off and starts falling. I was like, this is a really interesting sacrifice moment. And then and she jumps and saves his ass. It was just so good. It was
0: more of the balance in the force when, like, the, the clouds yeah, cleared when they, and both heads were,
1: like, balanced. Well, when they realized, too, and they were like, oh, the... I, I thought it was really cool. And they were like, oh, the dark energy and the good energy are, like, are... are Coalescing, like they're they're combining into one. And I was like, I mean, like that's that's yin and yang. Like that's that's just life. Like good and evil always, you know, intertwine and things like that. It was like there was a lot of messaging in it. I thought it was really good. I also liked the realization when she found out that she was a part of the picture. She was like, oh, the third person is me. You know, it was just like I was like, oh, that's really cool because they brought that all around. Yeah. No, that
0: was that was uh, that was cool. The Sith in the Sith episode was oh he was badass I don't know his story <laughs> that was yeah, like indeed. even his voice and like I told uh did I tell you I don't know who I told I might have told I think I told you this the other day like any Sith who walks into a room and drags their lightsaber on the ground with the sparks automatic win for me I don't know why mm-hmm. but that's one of the coolest things a Sith because can it's, do.
1: it's like that in any other like movie like when like the bad guys just like just dragging you know a sword or a crowbar or whatever and it's sparking like it just it's menacing it's terrifying
0: no, it was uh, it was it, that was it, that episode was interesting because you thought it was going to go one way and then it kind of had this whole abstract piece to it. Mm. Um, And my wife was watching it with us and she was very upset about the droid getting its legs ripped off. Oh, <laughs> like, sit, babe. Come on. I'm like, this is what they do. Uh, and that's what that's you gotta understand too that's what star wars gets away with is like droids can get dismembered all day oh very people, much people so. on the other hand mm-hmm.
1: well i mean like there was survivor somebody got shot in the head at one point someone got yes. their head lobbed off like yeah i mean like they didn't they, they definitely didn't like hold back on some of those episodes
0: the one thing i'm noticing and i know these aren't canon but the one thing that they're really driving home lately is that the imperials are separate from the the dark side of the force if that makes sense because people they're disney's really trying to seek the balance messaging um that you know you kind of need both but the interesting part is that they've been villainizing the imperials now because i think we went through this period where you and i joke all the time the empire did nothing wrong oh yeah (laughs) so i think disney's trying to correct that message like no they're
1: space nazis like chill (laughs) because there definitely was a point in star wars like you said like it's just it it definitely got kind of it was put into a gray area even the spy dancers
0: i'm assuming they were devaronians or something along those lines because they had the horns
1: i don't really know yeah but, I just, the, the thing that i thought was most impactful with that was that he actually cut his horns yes, off
0: that's what i was getting at because the imperials don't like aliens they only like mm-hmm. humans yep. so He had actually looked like shaved or burned, whatever. Got rid of the horns when the imperial officer adopted him, um, which I found interesting too. That,
1: that yeah, that, that again, I need closure because like the whole like this guy just shows up and takes her kid and then pieces out. Like why? Like what? What led to that point? Hunter did not like the baby crying in that scene with the K-2
0: droid and everything. He was like, "I don't like this. This is very upsetting." Oh, like <laughs> I hope it has a happy ending because I know not every Vision's episode does. So it's like, "Oh, I hope it has a happy ending." It did.
1: So it, it, I mean, it was as happy as you could get with something like that.
0: Hopeful. It was a hopeful ending. Very hopeful. <laughs> so, uh, leave it at that. So yeah, the the only one I wasn't into was "I Am Your Mother." Uh we had the surprises, which were great. Uh, and then there was the ones I like. It so my favorite one was Bandits of Golok. Yep. I would put that as as number that's one number, for me. Same. Number two, probably spy dancer to be honest, or Journey uh, of the Dark Head, one of those two.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of like my top three. It'd be Journey of the Dark Head or uh for me Bandits of Golok and then Journey of the Dark Head and then um Spy Dancer. Then I would say Sith. Sith was good. Yep, I'd put it up there. Um, Sith, and then into the into the stars. I really Or in the stars. I really liked in the stars. Yeah, the only the only the, the, the it was one of those where like I didn't like it until the very end. Yeah, I didn't. I, agree I didn't with you. like it, and but once I understood the full journey, I was like, this is great. This is awesome. The whole idea of like these two sisters like trying to reconnect with their or the two siblings trying to reconnect connect with their mother and their mother sacrificed themselves and to come to find out they thought that they lost their mother, but the whole time, like, her spirit was there with them for, like, the entire adventure. And I was like, oh, that's really beautiful. Like, that's a really cool story.
0: That was Hunter's favorite one.
1: Yeah, um, um, Screechers Reach is right there with In the Stars. Yep. Uh, really liked that one. Uh, and then, uh, Sith pit. is... Uh, yeah, see, for me, I would throw the pit. So my least favorite, the, the top three least favorite, uh, it would end up being... Uh, I you song the pit and i'm i'm your mother um i think i'm like i enjoyed i'm your mother just because of like the art style i liked how the mom the mom was really goofy but she was like you know trying to like show her daughter that like hey like you know like i support you and i'm i'm all for this and, and everything else like I thought, I thought that was neat um but it definitely wasn't something that like, caught my attention
0: yeah i i agree with all that i think i think we're pretty much on the same page i know last time we weren't
1: no, we were Korean. very much we were very much so like polar opposites when it came to other than I think we we both liked Ronin.
0: Yeah, your but your favorite was Ninth Jedi. My favorite was Love Ronin, Ninth, the Duel. Holy
1: shit, Ninth Jedi was so good.
0: And that was our big contention. Last season, the Elder was amazing. That was the one with the crazy old weird Sith guy.
1: Oh, that guy was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. that one.
0: We both liked that one. And then we both liked um Lop and o- Ocho was my shocker last season. That's the one I didn't think it with the rabbit. Uh, oh asc- yeah. Mm-hmm. Race. Yep. Yep. Um, and then Village Bride was good too.
1: Oh, the Village Bride, I like that one. That I was favorite. within the, that was kind of like in the same vein as um, uh, Ghost in the Shell. And I yeah. really like. I really liked that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like those were our favorites last season, but this season I think you know we seem to be kind of. Maybe swap in a few slots. I, I that's think it. I
1: think they found the the formula that works for Visions. Like after after seeing how Vision season one went and how season two went, I think they found the right studios that were like, okay, they can tell a good Star Wars story. Um, but I'm really intrigued to see like what do they what what do they do next? Like wh- where do you go with this? And
0: please play with culture like Bandits of Golok did into so Star good. Wars. That's so much fun. There's so many possibilities that that opens up. Whether it's time period-esque, you know, maybe it's like ancient Rome or maybe we go to like somewhere in Africa or or Mexico or South America. Like there's so many things you can do with that that -hmm. would make it so cool. So please, studios that are making three, even though I know you're listening to this out there. Oh,
1: for sure. Please
0: play with culture and mixing that with Star Wars more. That was so much fun and that's pretty much why it's at the top of my list because yep. that Inquisitor
1: dude was just awesome. But it felt so natural, and that was the part yeah, I, didn't, it just, I didn't feel like I was getting somebody's culture just being like just thrown at you because they felt like it was the right thing to do. Like, no, they made the culture fit into what Star Wars already is, and it felt very seamless, and it was integrated very well, and it's just like it, nothing felt out of the ordinary. Like, it was like, nope, this is a good Star Wars story. This all feels right.
0: Do you know if in that, or I should say it this way, did you think there were more Jedi there other than the old lady?
1: Yeah, I thought, so the way that I thought it was going to happen is that it was actually the brother. I thought the brother was hiding the fact that he was also a Jedi. When he started making the, when, when all of the plates started floating in the air and he was like, stop, stop. And she was like, I'm not doing it. Then at that moment, I was like, uh is he but like he when the when the sith like he was like there you are and like picked him up i was like is it him and then he threw him to the side i was like oh no it's like it was this roller coaster of like which one is it uh yeah it was it was i really i i was i was hoping it was going to be the old lady at the end was going to be the jedi master but i wasn't sure if she was like that powerful for her to like just make everything levitate it was good oh she was she definitely had a, a master yoda moment where she went from like being like old and decrepit to being like i can wield double lightsabers ha! and their hidden temple was so cool yeah in
0: like the, under the zelda. under the water it was very very cool. zelda like she parted the water and i saw the thing and i heard the from zelda in my head i it's <laughs> like all right let's go down to the water temple and fight things uh so uh yeah the i think i think vision season two seemed to be i don't want to say it's better because i don't think you can judge it based on that they're individual episodes from individual studios that have nothing to do with each other anthology style so i wouldn't say one was better than the other i would just say that it seems like we're more aligned yeah. uh in our opinions on these and you know again i'm not saying i am your mother is bad i you, you just I, not me. you 700 respect what they did to make that episode that claymation style of animation is one of the hardest things to do on the planet so kudos to them it just wasn't for me but like i said my kids loved it they thought it was great they had a blast watching it both of them
1: i really liked how wedge was like this this superstar <laughs> like i love it I was like and come on down to my merch booth you know it was just like it was really good i loved how they they just put this little celebrity twist on them.
0: Good old wedge. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to dive into Jedi Survivor after this. So we'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time,
1: and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.
0: All right, I finally finished it, Tim. Yeah, it is not what I thought it was whatsoever. Not at I'm all, not Kevin.
1: Watched. What a what a just a, an absolute just roller coaster and a, a play with our emotions. And Respawn, at the end of this, I have come to really appreciate their ability to utilize marketing and smoke and mirror tactics to make us think that we're going to get one thing, deliver us something completely different, and still allow us to enjoy it without like really, I found myself constantly questioning it, but every time I questioned what are they doing, I found myself enjoying the story even more. Because it wasn't anything that I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to get this this whole... like Once we found out that that it was going to be this High Republic kind of theme, I was like, oh man, we're going to get all this stuff and all the books are going to make sense and, and everything. And the High Republic come to find out by the end of it, it was just kind of a theme that they wanted to kind of sprinkle in there to let you know that like, hey, this exists and we have this cool planet but we're still going to really focus on Calcas's his adventures, his story and the idea of the survivors that are left in the galaxy at this moment in time and what are they doing to survive. And like that that was truly the overarching theme through the entirety of that game was the constant notion of there are survivors that are just trying to stay alive during this weird time in the galaxy where the Empire is running rampant
0: I will say this to you now that I finished the game the book aside from the what I said I stand by exactly what I said last week like aside from like understanding why the gang is not together at the beginning
1: oh we're we talking about Battlescar yeah. Yeah. Just, Battle Scar made no sense at all. I don't understand why. Was and I'm, I'm going to say it again. They battlefront this, this thing. They were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to try to piggyback off of what the excitement that people have for this video game. Let's get a book out there. Let's let, we know that these, these nerdy Star Wars people are going to want to know everything about this. Let's see if we can capitalize on it a little bit more and squeeze out a few more dollars. That's what it felt like for me. It, it was, it was, of no structure. It made zero sense. As to why I needed to to get caught up on Marin's love interest before we we get to see her again in the video game, because that by the time we see her in the video game, and when we get to the point where she find like um, Kestis finds Marin and they start flirting, I literally said I was I yelled at my screen. I was like, "What's the point of this book?" Because it made no sense because they mentioned, they mentioned the spark that Marin and, and Cal had when they first met. This idea of of this force entanglement between two people that like outside of their own knowing the force is is kind of like pulling them together. Okay, that's neat. But then she at two and a half years after they first meet, she completely gets the force pulls her in a different direction and then pulls her back to Kess. I don't understand. Like, none of that made any sense to me. I could have lived a very, very happy life without ever reading that book. Yeah.
0: and uh, One fun thing um, that I've noticed going back and doing the bounties now, which I'm not done with, like I said, um, but uh, remember I was talking to you about Master Ancesis, Tim? Yes. He's actually the only other character besides Yoda that I've found so far that's in the Higher Republic and mm-hmm. the current era. If you look at that link I said. There's this picture. He's on the council in, I think it's episode one or two. Um, so you'll recognize him immediately when you see his picture. Yeah, it's the, it's the it's snake guy. Yeah, he's been mentioned in the High Republic books and mm-hmm. all that stuff. When you're on Tantalor, he's the one whose echoes, he keeps talking, if you picked up the echoes, like yep. about them retreating, because the Nihil, which they only mentioned the Nihil once, I think you missed a huge opportunity Kevin. to showcase the... The high republic with that Her. nihil attack in the sky i kind of got mad that that's all we got
1: that's all you get and there's one echo of a crash nihil ship that's mm-hmm. like in the middle and it's all rusted out and whatnot i i got so excited when you see the storm for the yep. first time and i'm just like is that it is that is that markeon is that it like where are we right now and that was constant i kept on asking i was like where are we in the high republic at this time when they're on tantalore and then all of a sudden, Markion shows up with the storm. Where are we? Is 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 he with Lorna D? It, like there were so many things that I wanted to know. And I and after after we finished the game, and we were talking about it. it I, I I told my chat. I said the only way that they can fix this, and I'm sure this is what's going to happen now, is that we are going to end up learning the rest about Tannalore and Kobo material and all that stuff is going to be told to us through ancillary material through mag through comic books through books through yeah. articles it's going to be it's going to be the stereotypical star wars telling method where it's going to be you're going to have to go out and find all this information or go to a podcast or find youtube videos because they aren't going to tell you this in a video game just like the it feels like we're getting the same treatment for Zepho it feels like they introduced the Zepho in the first game in in, in like for me when I played Fallen Order, I thought they were setting up the Zepho as like this overarching like thing, like like that. This is Calcasus' adventure is is to learn about the origins of of the Force, or to go find these beings to try to figure out how to restore the Jedi Order, whatever. And now it's just like we went from we went from this guy who went looking for a a, 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 a holocron that had a bunch of information about. Jedi survivors, we crush the Holocron, and then Kessis becomes a pirate, essentially. And and so like I'm I'm really, I'm really, really confused with where like how we got from the first game to the second game, and then how do we go from the second game to the third game with everything else that we've covered? We've covered the Zepho but then we find out that it's like, well, we can't learn anything more about the Zepho so now we're we're just gonna focus on other stuff like how, how do you do that how do you drop that ball I'm so confused so I think the Zeffo was a knee-jerk reaction
0: to rewriting lore and I have a feeling they're ha- they are stuck now so it's one of those things that they might just shove to the side and just mention in passing because it's not it's not as good of a story as what originally existed with the Jedi and all that stuff it's not it's just not straight up not as good a story.
1: Do you um, do you think could they that, flesh it out? Well, and that's my question is like, do you think that what they'll end up doing is that they'll, they'll, now that the Zepho were kind of like put in place with Fallen Order, do you think the Dawn of the Jedi storyline, that part that has been introduced after celebration or during celebration, do you think the Zepho are going to get translated into there and we'll pick that story back up with them?
0: I think, I think the Zepho might even predate that and then we'll pick up a story like oh with humans starting the Jedi order and they'll piecemeal and pick from what legends content they want to use there (laughs) to give people enough that they'll be reminiscent of like oh okay they are giving me something but you know it has to fit into their box that they've built I hate it that's the problem I'm not a fan of it either to be honest one interesting thing about Dagan too is they don't even name his species. I've no, looked everywhere, he's a, but he's, he's the just same, humanoid.
1: I thought he was the same species as Markion and the mother, Evereni. Yeah, he looks Evereni. Like I mean, like I he's, he's he's he gray. Looks, he's gray skinned, and he's he looks he looks, he looks like, like Markion.
0: He looks like the other Wayfinder too. That uh, Wayfinder Jedi High Republic. Oh,
1: the we only ever saw like a a, um, a render of her
0: and he looks like her um he, the interesting thing too is we don't know what part of the high republic
1: i know this from. is so frustrating well 200 years we know we know that he was 200 years from that moment
0: so then he's like so it would between be mean what we're reading now and where we were
1: previously yeah it would be it would be right but so so but that doesn't make sense though because how do how do you explain the 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 Nihil showing up?
0: Well, the Nihil it could be Asgard rose Nihil, not Markians Nihil.
1: That would be farther back.
0: No, because there's no Nihil in what we're reading now. They're going to get formed from this.
1: Mm, but that would be later. That would be farther back. That wouldn't be 200 years. That would be even further back, right?
0: No, because Nih- Asgard's going to be after what we're reading now.
1: Oh, I thought it was. Oh, okay. No, so that's going. So that's going into acolyte, right? Because wait, cause, how do you know that? We haven't even finished up fate the first. The timeline hidden? you can tell already.
0: There is no nihil yet in cataclysm. I'm reading like they just met space pirates, who I'm
1: assuming will become. Although, oh, okay. I'm sure, sorry, I, sorry. I'm confused. So you're saying that you think that this time period is in between phase one and phase two, right? Not between phase one and acolyte.
0: That's the piece that makes the most sense. Is there is no Marcion or Markeon's a kid at this point. Like I think it's Asgard Rose Nihil.
1: I and see. I think I got
0: you. Yeah, that, that was attacking just based on some of the evidence that we have. But the other uh, thing that we are going years.
1: back and forth about is, you know, did they get the path to Tanalore from uh Santeca? You know, or like, because that was the whole thing. I was like, how did, how did how did the Nihil learn about Tantalor when it was supposed to be this like safeguarded secret and it was really hard to get through the nebula, but then all of a sudden Nihil show up?
0: Yeah, it could have been, uh, is it Mari Santeca? Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it could have been, it could have been, they got a path from from Mari Santeca. Because Just... in, in the, the phase two era that we're in right now, mm-hmm the path of the open hand is building the gaze electric right so it's not even active yet which means there's no Nihil, there's no mari santeca there's no any of that and i'm assuming that's what's going to be revealed in the next few books and comics excuse me so i'm guessing this is somewhere in between that
1: we'll end up going back we're going to go back to tantalore and we're going to we're going to learn more about that planet we're going to learn more about the kobo material and everything that they were doing but we're just makes no sense, right? I now. don't understand. No. I also Kevin, you and I were talking about this the other day. Um, but I, I, I find it really frustrating for me. And, and this is and this, like, let, let me let me roll this back. I would like to say, I think the Jedi survivor story, if you just look at it up from a video gaming perspective, amazing. I thought yeah, it okay. was fantastic. Now, what what I'm frustrated with is the cohesiveness of the storytelling across different mediums from going from book and comics to video games to TV. Um, the TV, like the, the TV shows have been very, very cohesive. The books and comic books, very cohesive. My issue is this this is the only up-to-date Star Wars video game that we have right now that is canonical. We don't have any other piece of, of Star Wars video game material to pull from. And I am finding this to be very, very inconsistent with storytelling in the sense of if you want to have a cohesive storytelling experience to go from beginning to end and you are going to do everything, you're going to read books, you're going to read the comics, you're going to watch the shows, watch the movies, play the video games, you get to this point where you and I have put so much time and effort into figuring out how all this story works out with, with the different eras of the high republic and we get to this point where the high republic and and the the uh the galactic empire get to essentially they get to meet it, it, it's a it's it's a, it's it's a bringing of these two different timelines together for us as star wars fans to experience and it was just a brief flash in the frying pan when they made it seem like it was going to be this massive thing so my point kobo material what the hell is this 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 yeah. this material that they have been able to harness and utilize and 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 turn into bridges that materialize as you walk across them. Why did that not go back? Is it, why, it why, synthetic? Is it organic? But why why is why why did the High Republic technology that was on Kobo? Why did it feel so alien? I thought it was Zepho. I was like there's no way this is this is this is High Republic technology. It makes no sense. It's too futuristic. It doesn't even look like the stuff that we have right now. So how is it that they are able to create all of this new material and all these new pieces of technology and none of that makes its way back to the core worlds? It makes yeah. no sense to me at all. I I don't understand. Like if they would have said that that was a Zepho research facility, I would have been like cool. That makes so much more sense to me. But but Kobo is this for, is is the most um, outer rim territory that they could get to, and they were gonna be like, all right, we're gonna set up shop here. We're gonna go to Tantalor, and that's gonna be that's gonna be the new place for us to explore from. This is gonna be our new forward operating base. But, you want my conspiracy theory? I would love it because that is that is probably my biggest gripe, and I bitched about it so much during my playthrough because it was so inconsistent. It just felt like they made this thing to be attractive without thinking of the repercussions of how does this how does it consistently carry our story along? And it was right. I li- I really think that it was just used to be like, "Oh, that's cool looking." All right. Taking my lore
0: nerd hat off and putting my business hat on. Do you remember when I came out of the theater or you weren't there, but my take on The Joker movie? Yes, I have have heard
1: this rant a handful of times. As a diehard
0: Batman fan, I absolutely hated the Joker movie. I thought it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I thought Joaquin Phoenix did a bang-up job with one of the worst scripts he's probably ever been handed. I thought the city was lifeless. I didn't feel like Batman. My theory was is that somebody pitched a movie about mental illness to whomever at Warner Brothers and this schizophrenic, crazy psycho killer and they were like what if we did like Joker Batman here instead we could we could sell so many more of these yeah you know tickets and and whatnot and that's how you got the Joker movie that in my opinion was horrendous it's one of the worst representations of Batman I've ever seen in in general like the whole thing with Thomas Wayne like he's this Rich billionaire who just happens to be an asshole. And it's like, okay, I've seen Thomas Wayne involved with the mob, but we fleshed out that story with no context. He's just an asshole in every other thing. He's like a a humanitarian, you know, all of this stuff. And all of a sudden he's just an asshole. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this makes no sense. This is poor writing. And then the city didn't feel like Gotham at all. Gotham is always like it's a mix of, of a lot of American major cities, Chicago, Pittsburgh, New York. You know and metropolis is always la that's always how we did it this was just like yeah we're going to film this in the bronx and and call it a day like that's the end of it and i was like this is lifeless here's what i think happened with this okay. you had your zeffo story yep it was supposed to continue in this game yep the pitch came to lucas and respawn team meeting and Reese, and lucas was like nope we're not we're not on that right now we're not working with that we want to work with the high, high republic, republic. Yeah. That's that's where our initiative is. Yeah, that's what we're introducing to everyone. So they changed the whole story. I have a feeling that Jedi, Guerra maybe it wasn't Degan Gera, maybe. You think it was he was else. he
1: was supposed to be Starkiller?
0: No, I think he might have either been an old republic or dawn of the Jedi Jedi that had been frozen in stasis since you know the time of the Zepho or whatever that story was gonna be originally and Tantalor was probably some ancient Jedi temple from back in the day and da da, da maybe it was the first Jedi temple before Octo who knows something along those lines and then they were forced by Lucas to make
1: it all higher republic
0: i mean now, it feels like
1: that doesn't it because look at look at the timeline too kevin they pushed it back the all the patches that they've had to do i didn't even think about that
0: now if that's the case, and I'm not saying it is, it's just my general feeling on it. I think they did a bang up job for, for what they were given. They made
1: Red they, they literally made Red Dead Star Wars. Like, if yeah, you want to I mean, think like, about it, it was a dumbed down version of Red Dead Redemption and it had a Star Wars skin on it. It didn't work, it was fun.
0: Yeah. So it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, I enjoyed the story. Uh, I thought I, again, I, the Marin book and Marin video game characters felt like two completely different people. Yep. Um. It doesn't didn't make any sense to me. I actually it actually made less sense why Marin went on her sexual exploits. Um, And I don't care that she did like whatever. Have your fun. But it just didn't seem like Marin.
1: It felt forced.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, Grease was amazing in the game. Loved that. Uh, very much a, a character change in him. And again, in the book, he's still Grease. In this one, he feels like almost beaten down, tired. He's you know. seen.
1: He's gone through some trauma.
0: Yeah, and it, and, it, and you. It, I will say, towards the end of the book, you do start to see a little bit of that from Grease. So they did begin to prepare you, but not mm-hmm. to the level that I thought it was. I thought the shopkeepers and whatnot were all so original and fun and different and cool, and the ideas behind building your. You know, it was very much um i'm trying to think like like a game that has housing like an elder scrolls game or something it was like you know build out your your cantina and if yeah, you, and do you do the side people. mission with the with the woman sampling nature sounds out out in the in Kobo somewhere then you get a dj in there like it was it's just so a, good
1: i love the dj i love how he's just like this the whole time um it's so, nothing but the who playing the entire time yeah it's just
0: it's just it, it, it was fun now i will say the variety of planets i wasn't impressed with same um jetta didn't feel like jetta
1: Jetta felt just like a desert planet it felt like Tatooine. and,
0: and the one mission the the one it, i think i did it for like an hour an hour and a half to get to the the main temple area
1: oh where you do the 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 flying through the air segment felt like forever That was yeah, the
0: part yeah the flying through the air boss fight was great the part before that to yeah. get to that felt mm-hmm. like oh my god like it took a while so there were scenes like that, and then just the back and forth was like Jetta, Kobo, the moon, and the moon felt em- like I'm not gonna lie, the moon felt empty.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the, the, are you ta- you're talking about the moon that has a science base that's on it? Yeah, and then uh, I really liked going, I really liked how they flipped and they made the ISB the bad guys. I thought that was, I thought that was, neat. was awesome. The ISB base was really cool. I liked how we had like ISB officers and stuff, but what's weird is that. Once you beat the game and you go back, the purge troopers so the lore is the per like Vader and the purge troopers go in and clean up the remnants of the ISB officers that you didn't kill. And so then it's just purge troopers and like robots and stuff that are all in the base because there's now if you go back, there's echoes everywhere of of you chasing um what's his uh- face? bowed through the through the map and there's like lightsaber scars and stuff everywhere and then there's a point where it's it, it's a it's a an echo of the purge troopers coming in and killing everybody um so like it's cool that they tried to make the game feel more alive for end game stuff but that was definitely one of the things that i i was frustrated by as i, I really i was hoping that i was going to have more reasons to play after the story and i i I didn't have any reason to really like want to boot up New Game Plus right off the rip, and I tried it, and it was still, it was just like there was nothing about New Game Plus other than the modifier that you could slap on that made everything feel realistic, which was really cool. I mean, like walking up to a a security droid and cutting them in half like instantly with a lightsaber, very neat. Getting shot by one blaster bolt and dying sucks ass. It's like if you want to play, Street. if you, yeah, if you want to play Elden Ring on on meth, then go play. Survivor on New Game Plus, it's it's wild.
0: The well, you need that modifier on, right? That you yeah, you that.
1: have yeah, but you can turn it on and off, which is cool. I mean, like there are some things about Endgame that, like, I can see for speedrunners or people who want to like perfect the fighting. Uh, I will say that the fighting this time around felt a little weird. um I think it was also learning all the different stances, which I thought was cool. It was nice to have yeah. the ability to customize Kestis to it, the the way that I wanted him to play and look. Um, the amount of people that got the Kay Kona Kestis and they put the mullet on and made them all American and like red, white, and blue oh like that—that was, that was hilarious. It was still really fun because I like the way that I played. My playthrough is very different how you played your playthrough, or people in chat were playing it and they're like, Oh, I use this combo. What combo are you using? And I'm like, oh, I'm using double blade, I'm using double sabers and, and blaster or cross guard. You know, it's just like there's a lot of different ways to go about playing the game, which is cool. And then if you do new game plus, you get to keep all of the experience points that you unlocked, so then you can just keep leveling them up to the point where he's just right. maxed out at the end. Which is cool. It's really neat. Yeah. They did a they did a they did a good job. I am still very worried. It sucks though because like I feel like with all of the technical issues that the game has gone through, um, the, the the terrible performance, the crashing. Th- this is their fourth patch that they've pushed. They're pushing a patch out today, yesterday. The PC patch drops in a couple days, but this is their fourth patch since release. The game came out a week and a half ago. Oh, so I think going back to what you said earlier, Kevin is like that is not very respawn like respawns pretty good at like putting out a polished product right. and for them to put out this type of product was very odd. And so I think you're right. I think there was a drastic change in direction for narration for the narrative, of the story halfway through the project. And I think they got caught up in a, gr- in, a in a grind and I don't think they wanted to crunch and I don't think they wanted to push the game back anymore. So we kind of got what we got.
0: Yeah, I would. uh, I would say that. I I pretty much have voiced like my biggest gripes with it. I don't want to beat it up because I really enjoy. No, I
1: love I love the game.
0: You mentioned performance and like the Ravis fight was completely ruined for me because when I was talking to him after I beat him, he
1: was doing this on the screen. Dude, when I finished when I finished it, he was standing in a corner. And then he like fast forward, walked past the screen and he just like wasn't there ever. It was wild. He was going like this. And then when he
0: asked me for his warrior's death and I did it, he was bouncing up and down between the ceiling and the floor. So I had the exact same problem. Scene was ruined for me. So, yeah. um, but I'm all the things
1: like that. Jendai are the coolest, though.
0: Oh, oh my yeah, God. <laughs> Yeah, if you remember dirge from freaking the old old clone wars the original the tartakovsky ones Mm. gendai was the bomb um and that fight sucked (laughs) suck i didn't even buy played on default and it was still like good god die him and vader gave me the most trouble Oh, oh vader vader didn't give me trouble until halfway so there's like this the, the first two phases you're like "Ah, oh, this is not that bad uh-huh. and then he starts throwing shit at you and like yep. one-shotted me once. i had full health with seer and he threw one of those things it must have crit me or something because it was like boom you're dead thanks start over
1: yeah <laughs> yeah once you push him into the bookcase it was all it was just like man he pissed Getting
0: to play as Seer and feel the difference between Seer and Cal was awesome, too. Yes,
1: it was it was it was really showing the difference between someone who is lost and trying to find their way versus someone who is a Jedi master. And it was really cool to see and feel like you feel it. You there is there's no way to really describe it other than you feel the difference when you are playing, which was cool. It was really neat. They were able to translate that
0: um i really enjoyed cal tapping into the dark side and that it's stuck giving your that's prot- when you felt op
1: yes giving your protagonist the ability to have a berserk mode in any story is so good and i loved i just loved the modifiers that it introduced like if you if you for if you grabbed once you once you learn the ability to lift and drop things and you grab a security droid while you are in rage mode and you hold it long enough, it will crumple in on itself. Yes, I did that too. Little things game. like that is just like it's—it's it's really cool to just see these little twists that you can add, where it's just like, "Ooh, that was neat," but you only get it at special times, like that. That was—you can do it was that good. to the
0: B two battle droids too. You can
1: mm. crush them.
0: Yep, sick. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 that mode was was because I was like, I was wondering how you were going to get back from Bode's apartment through yeah all of the security. Start, yeah and I was like that's gonna be one hell of a fight to get out and I was uh-huh. like oh no don't worry about it you're gonna you're gonna get stabby stab galore uh so I would assume in the next game it's gonna have Cal dealing with now his ability to tap into the dark side
1: I would fun. assume like the, well it was weird so you don't get to keep that when you do new game plus it goes back to just like stopping to like slowing down oh, time and whatnot. Okay. So you don't get it until like, even the abilities in new game plus like the lift and drop. You don't get that until the story point again. Um, That was, that, a, that was one of my other gripes with new game plus is like, I felt neutered after playing the game and getting all the way to the end. So and BD1 like, doesn't oh. have like
0: all of his little gadgets and stuff.
1: Uh-uh. You have to go. Oh, I'm not again. playing
0: new game. I thought I could go back and like unlock all the areas, the
1: air, to, the oh, air, okay. the air dash through the green force fields. You have to learn the air dash to then go back to Coruscant on a second time to then do the yeah. air dash. Yeah. It's, it's repetitive. It gets repetitive. Yeah, a lot of people are like, I'm not doing New game plus. I'm just going to continue my my normal save and go. The on. whole
0: point of new game plus is to have the abilities off the get go. So I understand they're tied to the story, but still like we are. You end up story. with
1: like you end up with XP that you dumped into certain moves and those moves aren't unlocked until you get to them. So then you're just like, oh, I guess I'll put the XP somewhere else. So
0: well, I'm not playing it. I was going to, but now I'm not going to. So I wouldn't. It's not worth me. it.
1: The only the only thing that's cool, you get a red lightsaber and then you also get a, um, a party lightsaber, which is every time you swing, it changes color which is really funny that is fun I like that
0: that's it um yeah and then I would assume um Kata is force sensitive and you'll be training her oh no well so one.
1: oh most definitely that entire the funeral the pyre scene with seer most definitely that was her telling him it was like this is your next step this is who you're and gonna take on as your apprentice we'll get force Ghost seer in the new game Oh, 100%, the dude. The way that she was, like, silhouetted behind him and whatnot, and she was talking to him, very Obi-Wan.
0: I do I do want to touch, because I have to run to a meeting, but yeah, I yeah, do yeah. want to touch on Bode real quick. I thought Bode was, I didn't trust him from the get
1: yeah, there was something, something off was about off. him, but I wasn't I didn't see the I was a Jedi like the whole nope. and everyone everyone was like, even someone tweeted at us. They we're like, how could how how did he not know if he was force sensitive? I was like, let's go back into all the Jedi who have disconnected themselves from the force like the emperor does it. All of these Jedi do it like it's not unheard of for someone to be disconnected so intensely from the force that another force user couldn't sense them. And But I love that. I love that they utilize, that you thought I, I thought he was a bounty hunter. I was like, this guy's dirty, he probably found him in some back alley, you know, backwater planet, but like, whatever, he's a part of the crew. Um, The whole idea of this guy becoming like it was a, it was a, it's the normal story of the desperate father who has nothing left to give but himself. Like, yeah, he, and- like, that's it. Like he, he's run out of options. The, the biggest thing in his life is his is his daughter because his wife died. So this guy's broken and all these things. Like, I was really hoping at the end, though, he was gonna have a turning point. I was really hoping that at the end it was going to be his realization that his daughter was the most important thing in the world and him being selfish was was not it but I like it was gut wrenching to be like okay you picked you and your wants and needs over your daughter even though all you did the entire time is use her as a meat shield for all of your excuses like it was crap and I'm honest to god I'm glad he got what he got but it was it, it was it was a it was a big surprise, and I really liked how they utilized that character in the way that they did.
0: Yeah, I I, I was kind of um, I, at first I thought he just pulled out a lightsaber, and I was like, he had a lightsaber the whole time. But no, it was Dagon's lightsaber because that's mm-hmm. you left it after the last fight with Dagon. That was another thing I didn't like having to fight Dagon three times. Like two, I can understand.
1: I will be but honest, the way that you take him out too is very anticlimactic.
0: Yep, I'll give you that. Oh, uh, the fight on the ceiling was kind of cool. I'll, that I'll was like super
1: that. sick. It was cool. But I just like it for some, for this character that they built up so much back to your, I know you have to go, the back, the, like the storytelling, it just, it felt so dis, it, it didn't make sense. It was disconnected. I also did not like how he bled his crystal. I thought you had to go out Just and instantly? Do hein- Dude, he yeah. just like does a spell and it turns red. I was, everyone was like, wait, I thought you had to kill a bunch of people and do evil, heinous acts that's, for it to bleed. And I was so confused by that. But now that's canon.
0: Yeah, I mean, they got to address that because we were all under the impression you had to go out and do evil shit with it. Now, purifying it is what Ahsoka did and what yeah. does in the in the visions. But um, I always thought so that was a little weird. But back to Bode. So Bode was was a great ride because. it, Like you said, the Desperate Father storyline, it's a classic tale, but you are at that point, you're attached yeah. and you know, he's not doing it because he wants to he's doing it. He if you said what you just said to that character, that character would disagree with everything you said and said, no, I am doing this for my he child. He's a
1: narcissist.
0: <laughs> right. Because that's just how what's what's in his head and how it's playing out. So it's very interesting that they they bring the moral conundrum into the mm-hmm. whole scenario. And especially at the end with the daughter pleading with him. And, and everything and then marin has got to save the kid at one point because she's going to fall off the bridge it was a lot to take in and I, I said to when I finished it I said to you and Ben I was like oh man you know like I didn't want to kill him yep. but you also had no choice because he was going to kill you mm-hmm. um, and it's even the daughter said like Tantalor's lonely I don't want to be here I want to be around people so it was just, you know, and the interaction you have with her on the ice B base is really touching. And I don't, it just, it was it a lot. It gets better
1: the more you fly around with her in the ship they talk about. They like her and Marin are very like, they're, they're very much so friends. And she kind of takes on this mother figure. Um, but the more conversations that they have, the more I really start to like Kata. Because she's just like, she's just this new element that makes everybody feel different than how they felt at the beginning of the game.
0: And I, I will say this to everyone playing this. I haven't finished this yet. And Tim alluded to some of, of this too. If you finish the story, go do the bounties and go do the rumors. Oh, it's if okay. for nothing else. If you're into the story, just to get the new echoes. Like yep. it is so telling as to every scenario that you are in that Bode, you know, even Bode threatens. Did you get the ones under the, 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 um, The landing pad on yes
1: well there's also one on coruscant too so after you beat the game while you're still in your current save you could go back to other planets and new echoes pop up uh, for where you were and it's constant conversation of bode with different people like the the isb officer and just himself or just like you know he's he's dealing with all of these issues of like you know should i do this should i not it's like wow it it was dark it gets really good i just wish they would have put that storytelling in the main game the Tantalor
0: one was rough, too, with them singing the lullaby. Mm-hmm. That one was brutal. Um, but, yeah, well, the interesting thing, too, and then, and then we're going to get out of here. The ISB agent, like you said, Vader and the purge troopers went and purged uh, everything. On it. The ISB agent that um, Cal encounters didn't know that they attacked Jetta which I found very interesting and freaked out out cuz he all of a sudden knew what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if that was his sector whatever it is or because Bode was under his command like I don't know how that worked. I don't know how Bode got oh. a message to the inquisitory mm-hmm. versus ISB too to manipulate the situation in his favor completely. So that whole story was inter- very interesting the way again the inner workings of the empire where the hand doesn't talk to the foot and then the hand murders the foot because
1: (laughs) i I think the only thing that we just haven't touched on and and we might want to talk about this next week but i i did enjoy how they worked the path that we learned about in kenobi into this and and knowing that there are like like they could like like it, it could be kestis and Marin. Who, you know, are the ones who started the path and then Kenobi learns about it later on. Because remember, this is the same, same year. It's nine BBY. So it's the same year that Kenobi is, is happening, and Marin and Kestis and all of them are off doing their own thing. So the path, as it started, we found out that it starts in Jeddah, but they they wanted to use Tannalore as the as the new place for the path. And so like I'm really intrigued to see what what connects. The stuff that we learn in Obi Wan, the stuff that we learn in in Survivor, in the third game, are we gonna get this like this convergence of the show and the in in the game? I don't know, but I thought that was really neat. I really liked how they how they worked that in. Was it force? Was it fan service? I don't know, but I really enjoy learning about that more. Yep. There you go, Kevin. What's your rating out of it, real quick, before we we get out of here? What, what would you give the game?
0: Seven and a half to eight. Yep. Um, the, again, the gameplay was. the the little things we talked about the blocking windows and just stuff I I wasn't crazy about the variety of planets and the back and forth um but the story was fun I think it's a must play as a Star Wars fan yes uh 150 percent if you haven't played Fallen Order play the both please um and then you know like we said do the bounties at the end I'm still not done so I know Tim said there's a payoff for me there so I'll report back once I uh, uh finish those
1: yep yeah and the and the character that you're working with she's fun too but yeah, I definitely i gave it a i gave it a seven and a half on stream. So yeah, we're
0: very aligned today, Tim. This is oh, yeah, very look at uh, characteristic. Ah. Look at us. Look at us. Well, you should go check out Tim. You playing DayZ again today? I'm assuming. I
1: think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. I'll else be there yet.
0: this this afternoon. I got to run downtown for uh, uh, a meeting with uh, I'm doing a workshop, Tim, with uh, the Ooh. mentor guy.
1: Oh, nice. That's exciting. Well, let me know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very exciting. Uh. And um. You can check out timfb.gg slash darkness429, darkness429 everywhere. I'm um, Kevin Xvision on Twitter, KMagic101 uh, on Instagram, and we are Star Wars and Scotch, or Star Wars Scotch everywhere on the internet. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out immensely when you do that. So please engage and uh, have some fun. Next week, we got our buddy Frank coming on the show. Technique will be here. Nice. uh if you don't know technique t-e-c-h-n-i-q on the internet so go check out him huge star wars fan friends with a lot of folks who have made like star wars comics and things like that yeah. he's, he's the host of a show for a while uh, called comics um so we'll probably get into a little bit of a comic book discussion with frank but frank really wants to talk star wars with us he's been dying to so got him we got dark darth chaco's coming back the week after that Nice. Uh, we got our friends like around the galaxy coming on uh, in the future. Alex and Molly are going to come on before uh, uh, GCX. They'll be at GCX, by the way. Um, and uh, some of the other Star Wars friends that we have. So uh, stay tuned. Lots of guests coming on in between now, Ahsoka and GCX. But we will uh, also, yeah, Star Wars discussion will be live at GCX, just so you all know. So make sure you come to the panel we do every year. Uh, uh, you'll be able to watch it online as well, but there's nothing like doing it in person, being able to ask questions and things like that. So... Cool. Have a great one. Uh, And as always, Tim,
1: may the force be with you.